Hello and welcome to another CGM Pickles and Ink podcast. I am your beautiful and sexual host, Jordan Viorti. Joining me is Cody Orm, of course, my hey. beautiful co-host. Oh, and of course, you. the man with all the brains and the talent and the devilish good looks, Phil Brown. At least two of those <laughs> things are wrong. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know which ones. Unfortunately, Melanie isn't joining us today. She is out of yeah. the office. She'll be we out for a few weeks. So hope she gets better. Hashtag get better, Mel. Mm-hmm. Start spreading that around. We're gonna make it a thing. Mm-hmm. I think hashtag I think get Jordan well, Mel. Sincere about that. Is well, <laughs> if, let's just say if you get enough, uh, if you spread that around deep enough, maybe we'll give you a special movie. I, I feel like yeah, yeah, sure. From mm-hmm. one of your personal collections. Uh, yeah, or we can give him a copy of uh, San Andreas. <laughs> San Andreas. Yeah. You know what? You could have two copies. Of San Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one more than you need. <laughs> so, Cody and I didn't prepare, so Phil is going to take it off with yeah. a little bit of a uh, little bit of film news. Yeah. Well, I mean, first up, um, there was the Civil War trailer today. I yeah. mean, yesterday. Should we so pause on our that? collection of game news to talk about that? Yeah, I, I got other should. stuff. Well, you guys can, you know, you can dip Phil, in and out. Cody, you keep you keep looking for game news. I'll just talk. Fine, with, okay. I'll I don't want to be involved in this conversation at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah you don't, you don't. Yeah, you you had complaints from what I recall, Cody. Not yeah. to drag you in after <laughs> being told you couldn't participate, but <laughs> you know what? I kind of agree with him. I'm not crazy about how Spider-Man looks. No, yeah, Spidey no. looks. Like doo doo. I feel I like they really like... nailed it in Amazing Spider-Man too. They, I don't know why they didn't just continue with that. Uh, they yeah. really nailed the costume in that. It was a bad movie, but they nailed the he costume. Looks very CGI in this. Uh, I, I don't think it's any. I don't think it's any. Okay, first of all, it's one shot that was yeah, CGI. It's one really bad shot. Secondly, <laughs> all um, secondly, it's not worse than the costume from Amazing Spider-Man One. Not even close. Well. Thirdly, it's I like what they're doing. It's a, it's an old fight. It's like seventy Spider Man. It was co- it was cool to see, and the way I like the way the eyes like I, yeah. moved with his emotions. I don't mind that either. I don't know. I just I feel like like I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like it. I don't need to justify it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. I really liked the uh, was it? It was the. It was I liked the, it. Was I it? I just wish they'd kept it a secret. It was the, the movie Tom came McFarlane out. Design. It was, it was weird to get to see. Big eyes. Um no, it was no, more like um. Forget the artist's name, uh, Ramada, maybe something like that. But it looked very uh, much like an early '80s, late '70s yeah. uh, Spider-Man design, I like which I like because it's just so specific. And I hadn't seen that one in ages and ages mm-hmm. and ages. I think it's cool. Plus, it's Spider-Man. They'll change his costume next time. He'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. And probably won't even be the only costume he wears in this movie as well. Wasn't I like that like... he was called Underoos. I thought that was enjoyable. That was really, yeah, that made yeah. me laugh a little bit. I just surprised. I thought for sure they were going to keep Spider-Man a secret until the movie came out. But I guess you have to assume that a movie like this is playing to a broader audience than the people that pay attention to the uh, rumors surrounding yeah, exactly. the release I mean, of upcoming superhero knew. movies. Didn't we, yeah, we, like, we all knew we that knew he was going mean, to be on? I mean, I mean we did. We we knew, but like your mom probably didn't know, and they want, your mom, they want your mom. They want your They want to try and get your mom to come, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so. But no, I like. We didn't take that to a darker place. That yeah. we had all the material next time. There. Next time. Um, <laughs> but there's no. I thought, but the trailer itself, I thought had great moments. I loved yeah. when Ant Man was on. That was uh, really cool. The uh, Hawkeye's right Arrow. Yeah, that yeah. was really cool. Yeah, no, it's really fun. I'm looking forward to it quite a bit. And actually, speaking of Civil War, um, I have a story related to Civil War um, that was really interesting, which is that uh, they revealed that the like big final battle sequence of Civil War, when everyone gets together and. Punchy, punchy, kicky, kicky. Uh, they apparently shot entirely on IMAX, which is really? super exciting. Yeah, oh, brand new, brand cool. new IMAX co- uh, cameras, uh, like 
sort of digital for design for laser projection as opposed to film. And um, they're the same cameras that they're going to shoot the um, uh, Infinity Wars movie on entirely. This was sort of a trial run for that. And yeah, and it's funny because they apparently, when they were designing the sequence, they kept referring it to as a splash panel sequence. Mm. So that's what they're going for, is trying to make it as big and comic booky as possible. And that's I can't, it makes really me extra cool. excited to see it. Because I, I don't know if you guys saw Star Wars in IMAX. Birth no, Awakens. you were saying that the, that like Jakku flight sequence was that really one cool. scene was in it. It's just so amazing when they, there's just something so specific about that full frame square IMAX screen that's just so gigantic and immersive and unlike anything else that uh, I'm so excited to see that. That sounds uh, really awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, and that'll be also a good primer to see what, because I'm particularly excited that Infinity Wars will be the first and I guess second movie shot entirely in IMAX format, which I've wanted to have happen since the first time I saw Dark Knight. Maybe. I know there will be some. I'm not sure if it's going to be the whole thing. But I'm sure there will be some. It'd be great. It's great stuff. Even though it only, you know, works for maybe like 100, 150 theaters that actually have proper yeah, yeah. IMAX. But whatever. We're in a city with one, so I don't care. <laughs> this, is, this is about me. This isn't about you. <laughs> Screw you guys. Yeah, I don't care, you guys. It'll Bill look, needs to get his IMAX yeah, in. Yeah, it'll look, it'll look more clear and whatnot for you guys. But well, it's better. For it's us, it'll a better be reviewing experience. The critic mm-hmm. needs that experience. I agree. Well, I didn't get to see Star Wars that way for my review, oh. but I went again and saw it anyway, just for that. And I'll do that again uh, with any movie that's in IMAX, except for Batman versus Superman. Next up. Um, <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. Oh. Next up. It doesn't uh, look that bad. It doesn't look great, though. You got to admit. Does, I don't know. No. Really? No. I'm with Bill on like this one. Up until they showed. Um, so really, the Spider-Man like bugs you <laughs> enough that you're dismissing Civil War, but the Doomsday, I didn't, you're I, behind. I did not dismiss Civil <laughs> just wanna, War. Just want to confirm this. Doom's I did on. not dismiss yeah. Civil War. I said yeah. Spider-Man looks like doo-doo. Yeah. And However, what's, what's Doomsday look like? <laughs> doo-doo with a bunch <laughs> of spikes coming out. Yeah. Doomsday looked like doo-doo before, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks honest, about right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's so support the movie. Come on. Why, am I, why should I be excited? <laughs> because... Batman vs Superman, like it's, I know, it's, I know, I have that. I am looking forward like to seeing them punch each other. But once that punch that, that, that's is the delivered, thing, that's the thing that, that that I don't like though is that it's it's not just Batman vs Superman, you know? Yeah, that's that. That's Batman vs Superman and a dozen other characters. Yeah, they got to get yeah. them all in. They, I, yeah. I, I saw that was like there was like a picture of like the uh, like the set and it showed like the Flash's costume in the background. Yeah, I saw that too. Oh. We all know that we know they're all going to be there. The only, Except the for Green Lantern. Yeah, Green Lantern's the only one that's not going to be there. Well, do we know that like he's too for busy sure? In space. Or? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's yeah. fighting space they're, things. They're <laughs> saving him for Justice League because you got to have at least one character that's new for Justice League. He's right? not like new, right? He's sort of been like a key player in the Justice League. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I mean like for the movies, like for when the next movie comes out, like you it, want there to be a character that you haven't seen before. Yeah, but the I feel like that's the Hulk. kind of character it should have been like Martian Manhunter or something or Cyborg. They may know, still do. Those, like, oh yeah, they may still Martian do one Man of those. Martian Manhunter is awesome though. Yeah, Martian Manhunter should have fantastic. his own movie. He really should. Well, you know, if if uh, if DC is following Marvel's trends as much as they are, maybe he will. Yeah, who knows? Who'd have thought we would have got a Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Uh, I don't trust Warner Brothers to actually like take a character like Martian Manhunter. No, I don't either. And and, and like do what they did with like Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. They like, won't take like a niche kind of cool character and then like make him a huge. Yeah, well, I mean, I, like, I don't trust what's going on right now, but I mean, I have a feeling this is going to be a huge disappointment, and I'll have to dramatically I'm, reevaluate, and then I'll trust. I'm still excited for the movie, and I'm excited for Suicide Squad. I like what they're doing with the more like 
yeah. 90s looking gritty comic style which mm. i mean the 90s weren't the greatest for comic books but it's an aesthetic that you haven't really seen before wouldn't call it a movies. 90s as much as a hot topic yeah really yeah, yeah. I, i'm not talking about it's, like a, it's a, it's I'm a not 2000s talking, movie. i'm not talking yeah. about uh suicide squad i'm talking more about batman versus superman there batman versus superman. Oh, see that's the opposite i don't like that it's so like gritty and ground in like quote-unquote realism because that's not what this movie needs to be you look at a movie like civil with a trailer for civil war and it looks like a comic book movie it looks like it's yeah. as for how, how much drama is probably going to be behind it it looks like it's still going to be a romp and like batman versus superman just looks like it's going to be a dour sad little time with batman and superman crying about stuff and then punching each other for like five minutes I mean, a whole city got leveled. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, fifteen mm-hmm. cities got leveled in Civil War. It still looks like it's going to be more fun. It did it though? Yeah, fifteen cities. Yeah, in this well, not co- fif- in this maybe movie? not fifteen, maybe like like three. I'm talking four. like in this movie though. I don't think it's, oh, one it's whole definitely city. not. Boo-hoo. They destroyed. Well, Metropolis yeah, they, is supposed to be like they destroyed like Washington and beacon. Captain America. They yeah, destroyed New York and yeah. the Avengers. They destroyed uh, that city Middle, that flew in the sky and yeah. the Avengers too. Was it like. They destroyed. Oh, they destroyed that like whole, almost entire planet in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's true. They there destroyed. You go. Right, yeah. You're right, you're right. If we're getting higher stakes, baby. Yeah. If this is a city destroying <laughs> dick measuring contest, <laughs> the Marvel Universe is one of them. Anyway, next up. Point. Speaking of unexpected movies, um, James Bobbin as a director had started in Ali G and did Flight of the Concords and then did the two recent Muppets movies, which I like quite a bit. Um, is going to direct uh, the third 21 uh, Jump Street movie, which is going to be a crossover between 21 Jump Street and the Men in Black series. Whoa. I heard about Which that, just sounds so ridiculous I'm on board. Yeah, it's just that's... so <laughs> stupid. And it makes sense for, for that 21 Jump Street self-conscious franchise. Like, if this were just, like, a new Men in Black with Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill, I'd be like, I don't know. But since it's part of this series, that's one big, long joke making fun of itself. The idea of doing... A stupid crossover just sounds so funny to me. And yeah, I, that sounds I, I'm pretty actually good. really I mean, looking forward like, to doing. I'm and James Bob and Bobbin's such a like creative dude too. Yeah, that I feel like he'll have a good take on it. And think I'm they can in. get Tommy Lee Jones? I doubt it. I really wow. do. He doesn't like people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, he doesn't work a lot, so they might. I think yeah. like it's more likely to get him than Will Smith, certainly, um, just for cost. Maybe I'm get like a cameo Smith. for Will Smith. Yeah, me not too. coming into the sequels for movies that I. <laughs> love that he was in. Like what? He's not going to be an Independence Day. Too. Oh right, 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 right. Starts right, pulling whatever. this crap. Screw him. <laughs> he's he's Men mad at Black. Hollywood. He's not making movies anymore. Yeah, he's making a Netflix movie for his next one. He just sold a Netflix movie, which is crazy because he's like the most successful actor. Yeah, the, well, I guess he doesn't like Hollywood whatever. anymore, man. It's too but much politics. Do you think that's what it is? No, I think I it's just think where it the money is. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's just he got a bigger paycheck. There. I mean, he's probably going to yeah, be tied up for the next like. I was 10, so 15 lame. years in uh, the DCU now. Like, yeah. I, have, I have no problem with the Oscars boycott. Him specifically doing it pouting because he didn't get nominated for that piece of crap movie what was crap? really bad. Which one? The, uh, concussion. The, oh, Concussion. Yeah. Was it that's, why, that's why he started it. Yeah. It was because he didn't, it was very personal. Him and his wife were pissed off he didn't get nominated. Oh. And then they turned it into a political. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> know ridiculous. that hundred. Like, yeah, it's I didn't know the full details. Well, of I mean, that, they never like, said that. They didn't come and say, "Listen, we're starting this hashtag because he should have been nominated yeah. for a work." But it's a pretty big coincidence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. No smoke without fire, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't. But I mean, look at their kids. Those people are crazy. Yeah, they're weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll see what happens with that. That one sounds kind of fun. Uh, more Sony uh, news. They're apparently. Trying to revive uh, Venom movie. 
Really? Which I'd be okay for, except... They don't have Spider-Man. Yeah, they don't want it to be in any way connected to Spider-Man, which makes no sense because the character what if they is do based that? entirely around Spider-Man. What if and they, they still are making Spider-Man movies, so what? What if they do the new school of Venom who's like half Deadpool, half Venom? He's like the Merc guy? Yeah. Maybe that's, that's not the Venom. direction they're I want to see Venom. They've never done Venom properly. Yeah, I know they haven't. I don't want to see Venom. Venom's not really a compelling like... villain, though, realistically. When you get right down to it, he's just a big, yeah, he mean. The Spider-Man. whole symbiote thing is yeah, it's the symbiote so angle. Any, if any it's character, the symbiote angle that makes it really interesting, well, I think and then it, make, it makes it like a personal, not just like vendetta against Spider-Man, but like a weird like mirror image and double. It's fascinating. Yeah, I don't know. And then you get Carnage as well. That's like, what there's I was a lot say. going on. Carnage, Carnage is a way too. more like, yeah. compelling villain than Ve- Venom was. Venom was just like the anti-Spider-Man. Venom's more complicated though. Venom has yeah. like they a moral ambiguity. More Carnage. Carnage is more Carnage. Of a I love, but that. Carnage is like one of the least complicated villains of all time. I just want to kill and maim yeah. everything. I That's never it. He was complicated. He was, was. He was more compelling. Kind of the same thing. What no. you say? Not really. Just means you 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 want to see him more. Yeah, I don't know. You. I like both of them. Um, yeah, uh, it just too. it just bums me out <laughs> that they're gonna try and do a Venom movie without Spider Man. Just doesn't even make sense to me. That Deadpool angle I hadn't considered. That's probably exactly what they're doing and why it's happening. Because it's everyone's like, we need a Deadpool now. But yeah. um, it'd be weird because that's such a <sighs> modern like Marvel comic thing. It's weird that they would stretch like that recently. You know what I mean? I think it's just. Everyone wants a Deadpool. Everyone wants well, an R-rated comic it's, it's movie. It's Sony that owns Venom's rights, and it's Fox that owns Deadpool's yeah. rights. So yeah. it's not gonna, it's not gonna be Deadpool with Venom. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just but being, the like, characters. Yeah, like, like character-wise, that new, like the new Deadpool style, like Venom is the mercenary with guns and shit. Like, yeah, that's well, like I mean, that happened a... like five years ago. Like, yeah, that's not but he was a uh, he. He went on like a vigilante binge in the '90s. Like late nineties, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And he, he got his he, own comic book. Yeah, yeah. No, was, I, didn't, I, never I mean, it was Marvel. it was actually kind of interesting because he thought he was like doing justice, but he was like brutally murdering people. Yeah, that's what I like about Venom. He was yeah. very confused and conflicted. Like he you didn't understand they, how to do it properly. Yeah. They got to get Hank Azaria to play him because yeah. he was he made Venom in the Spider-Man TV show, the nineties Spider-Man. Yeah, he was bad. Yeah, he was good. All right, Mo. Moving on. Uh, Next up, this is an interesting one. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who was going to, who had been for years now working on a Sandman movie that he was going to direct and star in, uh, dropped out because Warner Brothers insisted on bringing on the screenwriter of Final Destination Five, and he didn't agree with that. So they went with the screenwriter of Final Destination 5 instead of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Good choice. So You guys really uh, another s- star power. Another sign that Warner Brothers is doing great Wait, things Sandman, in the comic like, book world. No. And yeah, Neil Gaiman Sandman. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Marvel there still. Yeah, which is a real <laughs> real shame. Um yeah, it's and it's just weird to me that the Sandman movie doesn't exist yet. That feels like a bunt. Like that's just it's, even before the superhero craze took off, someone should have made a Sandman movie. Yeah, it's strange, and it just worries me that they made a Darkman movie, so it doesn't make sense why Sandman didn't happen. You know, Darkman was created for the movie, right? Like, there's no Darkman. Oh, comic. I thought th- I thought it was a comic thing first, because it says like DC by DC. Really, you just blew my mind right now, yeah. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> you actually just blew my mind. Yeah, I no, thought it was a legit. No, thing. Sam Raimi created Darkman because uh, they just wanted to make it. A... No, because he wanted to make Batman, and he lost a job to Tim Burton, and he wanted to make The Shadow, and he lost a job to someone else, so he oh, invented Darkman. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> 
dude. My yeah. whole conceptions of reality just fell apart right well, now. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, that yeah, that Sandman movie went from something I'm looking forward to to something that I dread. Next up, um, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are going to make a Where's Waldo movie. Moving on. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of that. the whole movie looking for I don't know what to make of that. If it were anyone else, I'd be, like, just furious. I feel they must have some weird idea. Because it's not like they're desperate to make, to, like, find properties to make. They're working on um, the Console Wars movie right now. That's right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're doing a lot of interesting stuff through their production company. They've got the um, uh, Preacher TV series. That's them, too. Oh my god! Imagine yeah, they're doing they do interesting it like, stuff. Imagine they're they do busy. it like a documentary style. Like, mm-hmm. Who knows? Almost life, Waldo yeah. didn't want to be found. Yeah, <laughs> and they and they also have a CGI comedy coming out this summer that I'm super excited about. It's called Sausage Party, and it's about a bunch of like uh, like it's it's ba- it's basically like Toy Story in a grocery store with all the like vegetables and, so and food fight. meat figuring. Yeah, but apparently it's like unbelievably filthy. And they got financed by that like same woman who financed the master for Paul Thomas Anderson and her when no other studio would make it. Really? And they've been working on it for a few years, and yeah, they like they've been pretty quiet about like what specifically happens. But I know like they had a test screening for their comedian friends, and apparently Satchel Baron Cohen came up to them afterwards and said, "Guys, that was fucked up." <laughs> Which like if he says that, <laughs> yeah, that's you a good sign. True. That's a really good sign. So maybe they have a good idea for the Werewolf Waldo movie, or maybe they want money. We'll find out. Uh, I imagine it just doesn't get made, to be honest. Uh, but, um, oh yeah, and then one final piece of news is big, exciting news that they Disney made a big deal out of this week because it's get so your, unexpected. Get your, get your really excited voice. The on. Han Solo movie is going to feature Chewbacca. <gasps> they made that official. No. Yeah. Yeah. The Chewbacca. Yeah. The one and only. Yeah. <laughs> Holy. I know, right? Nipples. I know, right? That is ridiculous. Never would have guessed. I know. I'm now in a Han I'm Solo on the movie, no less. Yep. Unbelievable. Great. Right. That's it. Um, there no. is a bit I'm of uh, movie news that you hear, I oh, reported on. Oh, what do you, you got? That, uh, what was it before? Sorry, Cody, before you get into it, that J.J. Uh, Abrams like apologized for that final scene at Star Wars. Did you read about that? No. Apparently, apparently, a bunch of fans brought up the fact that like. After uh, they come oh, back. Oh, yeah, she hugged uh, Ray yeah, instead of Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he apologized about that. I didn't even notice it, to be honest. I did. I remember thinking it was weird. I didn't even feel notice like it. Because it felt like there was something missing in their relationship that they didn't explain, that yeah. she was suddenly so instantly drawn. But whatever. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't even bother me. One yeah, bit. interesting. What was your <laughs> movie news, Cody? Um, like, it's just a rumor right now, but they're saying uh, Daisy Ridley is being rumored to play Lara Croft. Oh, that's right. Um. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know what? But I, I'm, I'm like, okay. I don't. I'm not crazy about Angelina Jolie, but I know when she's like well cast, and I mm. think she was well cast as Laura Croft. I mean, visually. Yeah. Yes. Visually, she yeah. fit the look. Those right? movies were bad. Oh yeah, they yeah. were garbage. Yeah. They were terrible. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you were to say like, who should we get to play Laura Croft? And someone said Laura, uh, or someone said um, Angelina Jolie, I would be like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I don't know, because it's like, uh, presumably it's the new Laura Croft that they're yeah, they this, made, like, gearing the this reboot, towards, so. which doesn't look like Angelina Jolie anymore. No. She looks like a person. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so they get someone like... So, so was Angelina Jolie yeah. look like that? She looks like a... Like a, like a real doll? Yeah. <laughs> Quite frankly. I'm not saying that's good or bad, I'm just saying. She doesn't look like a real person. Okay. But, um, but uh, yeah, I'd be fine with Daisy Ridley. I mean, I would hope... Daisy Ridley just doesn't. She's like she's great in Force Awakens, and I'm interested to see what she does with her career. I would just hope 
if they were going to make a Laura Croft movie, that it wouldn't be dour. There would be some humor to it, and I don't yeah. know if Daisy Ridley has that. But at the same time, but the I've only seen one performance, dour, so who so knows? That's the whole shtick about it. They are them, indeed, right? but, they're I mean, if they're going to make an adventure movie, you'd want to put some jokes in. I hope. Well, but get Sylvester Stallone if you want anyway. jokes. If you want real gritty action, you go for the grit. What? <laughs> That's just alone, Joe. What are you talking about? Really? You know, because he's from that era where, like, action movies were, you know, romps, and they were funny, and they had one line. Like, Cobra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crime is the disease. Meet mm-hmm. the cure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. I love Cobra so much. <laughs> All right. What are your, uh, well, yeah, what, what do you we got? Cody? Video game news. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I mean, Dark Souls 3 is confirmed to run 60 frames per second on PC. Nice. Oh, never mind. I don't have PC. Hooray. That's great. That's something that will never affect my life in any way. But I'm happy <laughs> for the it, people that appreciate it. Even if it wasn't, it. people would mod it and make it run 60 FPS, so yeah. who cares? Uh, this one's kind of cool. The, the, in an interview uh, with, I think it was IGN. I could be wrong. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the head of uh, the New Legend Zelda game was saying that... Uh, A.G. Oanuma? Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're saying um, that... Uh, this 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 new Legend of Zelda game might have a little more of a Western flair to it mm-hmm. compared it to eating, uh, like Chinese food and then or Japanese, Japanese food, food and then having. That's why <laughs> my like my voice cracked when I said I was like that's not the word I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be they like all having, look alike to you, don't they, Cody? You know, no, they don't. Stop it. <laughs> uh, compared to having like Japanese food and then having American food. Yeah, which I'm assuming so, means it'll be more action packed and focused. Yeah, just greasy it and feels disgusting. Like, if it feels like Skyrim, <laughs> I don't think we'd be surprised. Well, it looks like, like it's going to feel like well, Skyrim. I also had after that, what was the name of the like battle game they released? The Hyrule oh, Warriors or anything? Yep. Yeah, after that, I figured that was part of that was like a test run to get like a battle system in place for have oh, God. bigger action scenes and stuff. Yeah, well, well, maybe because that because that game follows a very like specific like formula that yeah. That I mean, it's Nintendo. Like they're still the... gonna have the temples and the puzzles yeah. Yeah. and the da da da. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're like up in the action since they have maybe consistent they it can could, like, it could use it uh, th- another thing that he said in the interview um was he was talking about how uh, they looked at the formula and they were kind of saying all these games play like ocarina of time we huh. need to make something fresh and new like ocarina of time was when it came out mm-hmm. it's a shame they didn't so, think that when they made skyward sword but go mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. and and twilight princess mm-hmm. well i didn't say so, that either <laughs> um, i don't disagree with you no i think i think Skyward Sword was kind of a, a bit of a change of pace. It was a nice change of pace. No, um, it wasn't. It pace. wasn't perfect, but right it was. Ditch. Oh my god! I'm not getting into this on the podcast. <laughs> we have a certain amount of time. Um, I know. I know. I'm in the minority here, this. but I don't care. I no, like I liked game. it, Cody. I'm with you. you. I mean, like, admittedly, it didn't have stickers, so yeah, it would have helped. That might, but <laughs> beyond that. It also didn't have, you know, like quality, good graphics, good gameplay, good story, good anything really. So whatever, you yeah. guys like shit games, that's fine. I mean, like I'm cool. I'm cool. Hey, star. if you like, if you like, and you liked the Amiibo Festival, yeah, games, yeah. We'll so see what happens when I the like Skyward Sword Amiibo games. comes out. I think things are going to yeah. change oh. quite dramatically. But um, specifically, I'll buy it just to throw it at a car. <laughs> but I mean, like, even when they say that they're going to like change it up and and that it's different, like Ocarina of Time. Well, yes, was a gigantic evolution. Zelda series did still have like, yeah, the, it wasn't. It still it, had the temples and it had the sound effects. The only like, thing they are gonna like about Ocarina of Time was that it was three D. Yeah. It was linked uh, to the past. I, in 3D. No, it wasn't. It, it, was. it had a lot. Well, there was more. Uh, yeah, there was oh, a deeper. Yeah? Na- there was a deeper narrative, and there yeah, were like oh, cutscenes yeah. and 
Yeah, and you had a first was, person mode, and it was only. open. Yeah, that you couldn't like move around, and so you could just you know look. But and it was one of the first like open worlds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, it was, it was a big deal, dude. Like, like you're not giving in, it in enough so far credit. That like three D open world. Okay, sure. In 1998, that was it was a huge yeah, deal. Dude. Huge. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying it's not as big as a de- of a deal as you guys claim to be. And I'm no, not blinded by my nostalgia. It, it was. For it. it was. Mm-hmm. I'm not blinded by nostalgia for it either. I discovered it when I was 12. I I did too. Still a landmark time in our youth. Yeah, but it, at that point in time, that game was old and dated. Um, and it's it's not. I'm not saying that yeah, it's. Uh, I'm a little older than you. Yeah. So, so like when I was this was like 2000 and I was I was 10, so it was 2003. Okay. Um, but no, it was uh, it's it's still like a it, for its time and what was around at the time, it changed everything. Anyway. I don't think Zelda U is going to do that because uh, in order to actually make a huge impact, you need to have hardware that can make a difference, and the Wii U doesn't have that hardware. No, but with given the fact that the like Nintendo design is a little more simplistic, I don't think they'll be held back as much as you'd think. Because it's yeah, not like there, it's not like Zelda was ever going to be like have an uncharted level of like. Fidelity, you well, know that's what, what I mean? Ocarina of well, Time was when it came out. Totally, but, but it still had like totally. But I mean, like for Zelda to be Zelda, it still has to have that kind of cartoony aesthetic to it. I feel. I don't think yeah. if it, I, I think it would be going against what Nintendo is to make things too realistic. So I think, like, I mean, like I agree with you. Certainly, it won't. It won't be like a technical experience yeah. that can compare to what's coming out for the other systems. But I do think, like. They're pretty smart at playing within the aesthetics of their hardware, and I think that they will produce something. I, I mean, especially considering the fact the last Zelda game was for the Wii. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. Like that's going to be a big jump, a titanic jump yeah. in terms of what will be possible with it. I so. mean, when you play a game like just going back now and playing uh, Twilight Princess, right? Mm-hmm. It's a game even back on what should have been on the Cube. Like it feels gigantic. Like yeah, I'll admit there's there's a lot of like empty space. And what it looks like from the initial, like, sort of, like, small trailers that they've shown for Zelda U, like, that they've sort of taken that same basic idea, but this time just filled it oh with Oh, yeah, this shit. looks bigger than Twilight Princess, And, yeah. and it's sure. playing in its wheelhouse, right? So it's got, yeah, it's got the cel-shaded look, but it still has, like, you know, HD graphics, nice, like, atmospheric lighting. Yeah, so it, and that stuff looks, like, that Donkey Kong it, game looks beautiful. Yeah, right? Yeah. Or even, like, something like, even, like... It's just, like, understanding the aesthetic and all of its Yeah. Like, yeah. Mario, Mario 3D World, right? It looks, it's a game that, it's simple, but it looks really pretty because it's, like, when you take those simplistic styles mm-hmm. and then apply them to an HD like competent console mm-hmm. it makes it work so much better it brings out a lot of the color and the and the, like the smooth shapes and things that work in that yeah, kind of cartoon totally. I think it'll be a beautiful game I, it's just it's not going to compete with the like yeah, well, totally. the other stuff uh, well. after going back I got to review uh, Twilight Princess HD and it made me realize like I miss uh, like a more realistic style for Legend of Zelda so I, I miss that darker tone it made everything feel like it had so much more uh like there's there's more at stake um i don't think it ever needed it to be honest i, I i'm not saying it needs it i'm just saying i miss it uh, i like the cell shade i make the the games age a lot more gracefully with the cell <laughs> shade uh, i mean i i went back and played twilight princess before i played the hd version and it looks bad um but i do miss that style that grit yeah not even the grit i just miss that like the dark you know what I, for, for me it's like it, it's and i think this is like again it's part of the nostalgia of it is that like 
with something like Ocarina of Time, it had that really good like N64 grit that you saw in stuff like Turok and Jet Force Gemini and even like Donkey Kong 64. Like they were games that kind of felt a little bit darker than they actually were. Mm-hmm. It just and it was just something about like the way that they were that they were made. Yeah, like, Nintendo was like creepy back in right? the nineties. Yeah. And you can yeah, I, can't, I guess we kind of miss that. I just don't dark I, teenage angst years. <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it really like it really needs it. Like you could have a nice bright colorful. Like you don't need to get into these like drab, dreary, gray and brown area where like that's what people think, you know, realism and grit is. Like have color, have No, life, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying well, I mean, even Ocarina of Time was still bright and colorful. Same with um, Majora's Mask and even in Twilight Princess it was bright and colorful. I just miss that like more uh the, the darker tones and like the like, Yeah. Like for instance like Link falling into a pit in Skyward Sword going, Bruh! Yeah, that wasn't, like, that, yeah, so exactly. <laughs> Whereas, like, just seeing the, the, the Hyrule Castle and Twilight Princess surrounded in that, like, yeah, golden magic. It's like, whoa, there's something at stake here. There's... Dude, there was a part straight up in the beginning. I didn't even realize it because, like, it's been so long. But, like, uh, when What's-His-Name with the sword is, like, and you're, like, in wolf form and you're wandering yeah. around the edge. He's got blood all over his oh, yeah. shirt. Oh, like, yeah. red blood. Like, Jesus. I forgot how messed up that game was. There's a part uh, like I had to stop for a minute where um, you're Wolf Link and you're you're in the, the castle town, and uh, there's this dude who the guy you have to collect the gold skulltulas for. Yeah, he's just like frozen solid because his greed corrupted him so much, and Jesus. he's just he's literally just like all diamonds and like gold, and he's just like he can't move, and all you can hear is his like breathing, and I'm like this game is. Yeah, man. Forty different shades of even when you up. first get into the Twilight Realm, like just like the ambiance and yeah. the, like the way like it does that kind of like cool like Earthboundy battle theme. Yeah, that's like it's really off putting. Cool. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's it's it was definitely it's it's a for the three D Zelda games. It's like the Zelda two. Of, yeah. Of the, <laughs> of them. It's just like it's so weird and like out there, but no, it's, I, I it's love like it. sort of like somehow underrated. Like yeah. Well, yeah. It depends on which age group you ask for. Um. Anyway. All right, moving on. Before uh, I have one more piece of news. Okay, cool. Um, we need to make sure to talk about games. More Coleco Chameleon Whoa, news. Oh, here we go. Follow up. So Coleco dropped it. Naturally. <laughs> and so, where yeah. where Coleco drops the ball, Atari shall pick it up. Oh God! If because <laughs> they've been attaching their names to quality products lately. Yeah, that's true. I was gonna say if they if they want to like ruin what's left of that name, then yeah, go Give for it. Give it to Atari. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not a big surprise. But yeah, I mean. Reached out to Mike Kennedy. He has Again. not gotten back to me. He's not, period. Um, uh, he's losing staff left and right at this point. Um, and now he's lost the Coleco backing. So I think it's safe to say this is dead. Yeah. Um, if it comes back, no one's going to back it. There's too much shade. Listen, um, guys. We live in the modern day, okay? Yes. Stop trying to live in the past and live out your fantasies that you will stay young forever. If you want to play NES games... Buy yourself a Retron 5 or an NES and play red NES games. But live in the future with the rest of us and play stuff like uh, whatever the hell is <laughs> What, like, like My Little Pony? <laughs> yeah, when they make yeah, My Little Pony. The future, yeah. Game, you know, yeah, game, yeah, game, yeah. yeah. One, my know. Little Pony VR. <laughs> oh, Don't even start with me. <laughs> to run around Equestria and talk to Twilight Sparkle. Okay, let's move on. Um, <laughs> that sounded made up. Actually, no, <laughs> Twilight, Twilight Sparkle's a jerk. I'd hang out with Fluttershy all day. But anyway. Wow. Okay, so um, that was 
my news. That's your news? Cool. All right, I can do movies real quick. Cool. Um, all right, so this week I saw two. Uh, first up uh, is, well, I saw more, but two we're talking about. Uh, first up is 10 Cloverfield Lane, nice. uh, which I liked quite a bit. I just really wish it wasn't called that. Because it clearly wasn't designed yeah, to call that, and it's supposed to be like you can feel that this was designed to be a secret sequel as opposed to what it is now, which is a subtle sequel. And it would have been just, and it, it's a bummer just because it, it kind of gives away too yeah. much just by knowing it's Cloverfield. Movie. Cloverfield One but, was like shrouded in such mystery too when it came out too, right? Totally, yeah. And they, I think they've still done a really good job marketing it. And I understand why they want to call it Cloverfield so that, because that'll get more people to come out. But I think it's a shame they did that. Um, but that being said, beyond that, I really liked it quite a bit. So in very, very vague terms, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead stars a young woman who's sort of like fleeing from a late relationship when she's uh, her car is struck by another car on the highway. She w- wakes up handcuffed to a mattress in a basement, and uh, John Goodman is her captor, except he's not really a captor in that he claims uh, the apocalypse is hit, and he actually uh, <coughs> invited her to. He wanted to save her life by bringing her inside. There's also one other person there, too, who, fought, who was the contractor who helped build the room and fought his way in, and that's our sort of trio. And I won't say much more beyond that, because that really only covers about five minutes. And what is... It, it, I mean, it's it's sort of like halfway between a really sort of tight, claustrophobic thriller, like play almost, and it a... It looked uh, like that in the trailer. Yeah, and uh, an episode of The Twilight Zone. And there's a lot of really... It, it's... <laughs> It's sorry, I just got a funny message. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's, I don't need to answer. It just made my friend Jordan just fully pulls out his 3ds yeah, all the time. No, my friend, my friend definitely did that. He doesn't know I'm recording or anything, but he did that just to make me laugh, and it, it works. Good job, buddy. But anyway, um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So it's it's really really tense. They do a really good job of sort of keeping all the characters mysterious but not in a sort of like contrived way uh, it's by a first time director named uh, Dan uh, Trachenberg who he actually did that um, you guys remember the uh, Portal short that oh, yeah. yeah that was him this okay. is yeah, really? yeah he got directed this cool um, so which is odd because that Portal short was such a great special effects showcase and the weakest stuff in this movie is the effects oh. Sequence, but that's neither here nor there. Um, they spent all their budget getting John Goodman. Yeah, well, most of it. Well, the thing is, most I mean, of it is all t- yeah, well, money well spent. <laughs> most of it, yeah, most of it's all tied within that room, and he does a really incredible job of just like you know, it, it's very well shot, like a Hitchcock movie, where you always know what people are thinking and what's moving, and it's very carefully constructed in a way that like if you're blind to the apparatuses of how filmmaking work, you'll just feel it. But if you do know how, you know shot string together how editing works that sort of thing it's very impressive uh performances are great john goodman in particular is fantastic he's like very menacing and it's it's like it kind of like i feel like if they cast someone who's like a more obvious and traditional villain like it would always be too much but because it's john goodman he brings all this lovable teddy bear baggage with him where you almost yeah totally (laughs) yeah totally or or raising arizona or whatever where you like you really want to like and the character is ambiguous but because it's john goodman i feel like you want to root for him in extra ways and then also because it's john goodman yeah he's cast quite a fucking menacing pose too so he works very well in that he's great i think it's one of the best things he's ever done he's fantastic in it and Mary elizabeth winstead's probably possibly like even better because she's at the center and she has like one of those tricky roles where like she says things to people, but she's always thinking something different. She's mm-hmm. always plotting, and she does a really good job of always communicating that silently without it, like an overacting way. And yeah, I'm talking about everything very vaguely, just because like I well, really yeah, don't. don't, don't too much yeah, away, well, the right? thing is, like, we could I get into why I really like it, but that would 
blow a lot of stuff. And there's some, and, and a lot of it. Do you want to throw it on a spoiler warning? No. Anyone's listening? No, because you guys should see it. Um, and also because it's like, it has some genuinely really big surprising moments that are great that I wouldn't, and that's why they work so well, because of how well they're set up and the misdirects mm. and everything. And I'm really impressed by that. And that's, then, and that's the number one reason, like, the only real problem I have with it is the fact that it's Clove Cloverfield, because. It's clearly a sequel. Well, that means it was clearly a sequel, and it also just means that you know what the ultimate twist is, and that doesn't ruin the movie. It's just it would have been an even better movie if you got in there. There's still other stuff that's very surprising leading up to that, um, but it's just a shame that would have been such a great moment. And also, it feels like they constructed it to be like a stealth sequel, so that you like you'd go see this interesting new movie, and then you'd be like, oh my god, this is a Cloverfield movie. How did that happen? And it's a shame they didn't get to do that because that would have been a really fun moment. Yeah. But that being said, very, very well made. Yeah, it's like a really excellent sort of Twilight Zone. Very well acted, very well shot, very well written, very well put together. Um, the only part it starts to fall apart a little bit are when we get into the effects stuff. And even then, it's not horrible. It's more just a reflection of how strong everything's been up until then. Yeah. And how much more exciting it is to just have, you know, tense relationships between people, between whatever else happens eventually. So... Yeah, definitely go see it. It's great. If you like Cloverfield, if you don't, if you don't know what Cloverfield is, congrats. You're in the best possible position yeah. to see this movie and go see it immediately. <laughs> um, I was going to say, why don't you just like buy the DVD when it comes out and then like re-skin like skin the box and like go to your friend like, hey, you want to watch this cool like intense yeah. thriller movie? And then you can surprise them. Yeah, it'd be nice. Right? It'd be really nice. Well, and hopefully <laughs> that'll happen You know, down the road. People will be able to do that. And hopefully it even happens by accident now. Who knows? But anyway, I think it's great. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention it's written by, uh, amongst other writers, uh, Damien Chazel who did Whiplash. Cool. Um, and yeah, if you like Whiplash, um, you get a certain idea of the type of intense, unflattering dialogue that you're going to see. And he was an excellent choice. It really helps. Cool. All right. So anyway, uh, and then second movie that I saw that I quite liked is uh, The Little Prince uh, animated <gasps> film. How was that? I'm dying it's Wonderful. It. It's really, really wonderful. So yeah, it's sort of um, based on story. The yeah, the yeah. book. Um, and uh, what's interesting is because like, it's a wonderful book and a really interesting one. And they actually made it into a movie in the 70s. Um, really? Did you ever see it? Yeah. It's, no, no, I didn't know. It's like a, animated? No, live action. Really? It's, cool. a, it's, mind, it's a mind warp, for sure. I recommend really? it. But I mean, the problem with it ultimately is that it's such a simple story that it's not really enough for a feature film. Okay. Um, so with like the one in the 70s, they stretched things out with song. And oh. they did it well. In fact, you know who Bob Fosse is? Oh, yeah. So Bob Fosse plays the snake, and he invented the moonwalk in that sequence. In fact, if you watch that sequence, it, like most of Michael Jackson's signature moves are in the Little Prince. Get the and Bob Fosse invented them. Yeah, it's creepy. Wow. Yeah, I really check that out on YouTube. I can't recommend it enough. Huh. People do comparisons. It's undeniable. It's crazy. It makes sense that Michael Jackson was a little kid. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, a crotch grab. Wanted to be a little prince. Actually, yeah, life. there's oh, a really? crotch grab. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, it's joke. like it's like everything, <laughs> like everything. The hat, the hat tip, everything. It's wow. crazy. It's really crazy. Everything except for oh. <laughs> but um. You had to have a little bit of yeah. No, that's there, that's right? a Bob Fosse original. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's amazing. But anyway, that's a different little prince. This is the new one. Uh, so what they've done to get around that is it's kind of a two-part um, story. There's yeah. a sort of real-world narrative that's done in CGI. Um, about a little girl whose life is like rigidly scheduled and programmed by her mother, to, like down to the minute of every day, and she's sort of like working incredibly hard to try and get to this new preparatory school. Um, and they move into a new house so that they can be in the right neighborhood to get into the school. And their neighbor is this crazy, crazy old man voiced by Jeff Bridges who has an airplane in his backyard and tries to launch it. And so she goes over to investigate him. And then the way they tell the little prince is he claims to be the aviator. And he sort of tells her the story 
and he actually has it written down and they use the original drawings from the book yeah. and the drawings, which is wonderful. And then when you see the story, it's all done in stop motion and it's done with, I believe it was actually made out of paper. So it has this really kind of nice, like handmade, almost like European experimental film quality That's to it. Really it looks cool. incredible and the voice acting's great. Like the conceited man's Ricky Gervais, which is yeah. perfect. I and saw it when he was listed. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. And the, and the boss is uh, Albert Brooks <laughs> and uh, yeah, the fox is James Franco. It's weird. It's a weird group of people. They all work really well. And yeah, it's interesting because like ultimately because of the overarching narrative, it's another sort of children's film about the importance of embracing imagination and finding yourself. Yeah, because that was very much the theme of the book, too. Totally, right? yeah. And it really fits, and it works in a really emotionally resonant way. And I was really impressed by how the two things, how the two plot lines combined. Um, it's also worth noting that even though it's by, uh, let me just get this guy's name so I don't mess it up, the director who actually did Kung Fu Panda, um, Mark oh, Osborne, yeah, yeah. Um, even though he directed it, and even though he obviously worked with DreamWorks and everything, and this is a very professional film, it's actually independently produced. Really? Yeah, so that's how they were able to be so artistically ambitious with it. And I really hope that people will seek it out because, you know, like, it's ultimately another children's animated film, but it's one that's clearly made by passionate people who yeah. wanted to tell the specific story. It's and one that, it is feels it one? different. It bra it feels like, like it does break molds. And, and it j not just, like, technically and visually, but also just in how it's put together. It is very, very creative and very wonderful, and, and I loved it. Like, does it feel like it feels like the kind of movie, like, from our youth where, like, people kind of filmmakers kind of respected kids enough to give them an intelligent and like well put yeah i mean movie. the good ones and they're in those still exist now yeah um but yeah no it is certainly one of those and it's not and it's just nice that someone was able to make an animated film outside of any sort of established system yeah because you know i'm not saying i dislike um you know pixar disney or even dreamworks movies it's just when you go to see one like kind of aesthetically, storytelling, yeah, yeah, like they each kind of have even Pixar. Who are gonna die in five minutes of the movie? Yeah, even like, Pixar, who are amazing, they have their formulas and they stick to them. It's nice that something on this scale could be made outside of that, so it looks and feels different. And I think they did a wonderful job of adapting the story while still making its own thing. And yeah, I can't recommend it enough. I'm, I'm it's excited to fantastic, see it now. especially for the stop motion animation sequences. Those are extraordinary. Um, so yeah, those are two really really good movies this week. And the number one movie I wanted to see this week, they didn't screen for critics because Sony are jerks. So <laughs> I'll talk about that next week. Well, what have you uh, been playing, Cody? So we didn't get to talk yeah. about. It. We didn't get to talk about it last Past week. Past so two we weeks, really I haven't been able to talk about my games really I've been playing. It in. We sort of talked about it earlier. I'm playing Twilight Princess HD. Yep. Um, it's still a classic. It's, it is what it is. It's 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 an HD remake. It looks it looks really damn it's good. It's not like a major visual difference. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huge. Um, yeah. It's it's not quite like um, Wind Waker HD, yeah. which was like ground up remade. Right. Um, they did change a few things, like uh, the the light drops. You don't have to. There's not as many to collect. Thank God. That Another was thing that so you know, bad. Skyward Sword was so unoriginal. They had to just take it from. Product no, they made it better. No, they didn't. Yeah, they no, did. They, Going no, they into the Thank uh, you, Brandon. no, they didn't. The, the shadow run, <laughs> no, they where didn't. you actually there were stakes and things that like you had to. Yeah, so it's the, you know it thing was, that they copied from better, Spirit Tracks, but they did it better. Yeah. So yeah, it was Spirit Whatever. Tracks. Or like Phantom Hourglass, you had to get around those like guys who would catch you and they would kill you in one hit. You had to start the whole thing over again. Yeah, didn't well, have an they, original bone in its body. That fucking game. You know, dude. <laughs> Sorry. You can you can try <laughs> to crap all over it. Uh, anyway, you, <laughs> you can try to crap all over it all you want. Uh, it's still a good game. And you know what else is a good game? Twilight Princess. You know why? Because I can like more than one Legend of Zelda game at a time. Yeah. Anyway, it's okay. fun. It's creepy. It's dark. Um, it's everything you expect from the Twilight Princess game yeah, that it's, you it's, played. Yeah, <laughs> except it looks, it looks better. Um, 
I still, and I know this is the second game that's done it, I still have this like weird um, enjoyment of having control over the camera. Yeah. Um, that was a big difference in Majora's yeah, Mask 3D. And like it's it's such a small thing. And I was always, I remember before that was like integrated into the series, I always had this like fear that they wouldn't do it properly. I don't know why. Like even Mario, you don't have full control over the camera, uh, as far yeah, as I can think. Um, you kind of did in uh, in Sunshine. Yeah, you did the C stick. Um, control the camera yeah. Fully. yeah, but like, what a great game that was. Sunshine yeah, was exactly. But anyway, um, so it was that I I still had a blast with. I still loved um, using the the Wii U gamepad for yeah. your inventory and your map. That kind of stuff's always awesome. Uh, still a lot of the glitches from the original game. Like you, you run, you're, you're on Epona and you, oh, you're a little yeah. too close it's, to a wall yeah, well, you get and stuck. you just that happened stop. To me too. Mm-hmm. Um, which sucks because it has one of the best moments in any Legend of Zelda game, which is a horseback fight. Um, and it's a chore. Uh, it just, it didn't work out very well. Um, yeah. but that no, was... I'd still recommend it. Uh, it's still a great game. Uh, it has some of the best dungeons, some of the best, uh, characters, some of the best, Items. has the best support it's, character uh, like, ever it's 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 a fantastic game it's just it's it's flawed i also amiibo. oh yeah so that, nice. that amiibo that is nice amiibo. the amiibo actually opens right up the amiibo nice opens up uh, a dungeon uh not right a dungeon. there on my, on my computer a, we'll get it for him cody it's more no, of I a see um, it. i see it i get it. it's a plastic statue of yeah. a nintendo character um the, the amiibo actually opens <laughs> exactly up exactly what i expected it uh it's it's like a any wave mode thing. Yeah, it's 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 not. And that's fun. really disheartening when you told me that because I was really <laughs> hoping they were gonna build a de- a dungeon from the down uh, from the ground up. Wait a minute! Yeah. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Are you suggesting that this amiibo thing is like a bit of a ripoff? <laughs> well, I'm so happy I have it because it looks great on my desk. But you know, okay. it's a shame that they didn't. But like, actually build a. But wait, up dungeon. like they actually. Like the on the gameplay content wasn't actually worth the price of the amiibo this time because that. that's really strange because normally that's. Not I mean the game's seventy nine game ninety nine, so yeah. it's the price of a regular game these with days. With an amiibo, so yeah. I didn't lose money. Sweet. And I got a Charizard amiibo that day too. That was a good Showing day. Sounds like a good day. How many amiibos do you have now? Uh, I think I'm up to like thirty, or like or twenty twenty six. I got a bunch of, of the Animal Crossing ones too. So I have. How much do they cost? Uh, like They're fifteen bucks a yeah, pocket. Okay, so uh, the Yoshi ones. Nintendo about like five hundred dollars in Amiibos. The Yoshi ones are I got the nineteen. Yoshi too. Mm-hmm. The Mega but Yarn Yoshi is like almost sixty bucks though. I got that one with um, you know, like Willy World, so it was like seventy bucks okay, too. It was the cool. same as a regular Sweet. copy. Uh, the love Amiibos. The other game I'm playing. Well, I played. I gave it back. Uh, I got to play Fire Emblem Conquest. I oh, reviewed yeah. that. I How really that? liked it. It's Fire Emblem. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fun. It's a good strategy game. Uh, I didn't. So you 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 were given a choice very early on in the game. Three of them actually. Yeah, th- there's one that's important. Um, so this one big choice you make is really, uh, it's the game you buy. It's, it's either you mm. go back home or you go with your new family. <laughs> game just over and then that's it. <laughs> Play a new um, one. <laughs> no, no, you go back home and you fight for your home, which. Uh, in, ter- in terms of the storyline, I don't want to like spoil anything. It, it didn't. It doesn't make sense. Or you go back, or you go to to, to the, the country warring with um, that you've learned has actually been subjected to some really terrible things. Did you like break off and like choose like like neither of them and like sort of fight for that your own? is another DLC. So what happened with me was I originally picked to 
stay with the other place that found me. I was like, that my my home country sucks. They're terrible people. Um, but it came out. I, I got the game before it came out, so uh, that option was not available. Um, and I saved and I had to start everything over again. Anyway, uh, but you won't know which decision to make. Uh, just by looking at the box, like you're, there's no way of knowing unless you like do a lot of research. So I thought that was kind of shady that I would have to pay twenty four ninety nine uh, to get the storyline I wanted. Yeah. Um, but even with that, I still enjoyed the game. The, the story still makes sense, kind of. Um, and it's it's Fire Emblem. It's fun. It's 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 hard. <laughs> it's easier than older ones, but it's still difficult. Yeah, and you got the one that was like more like combat focused, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, and those combat, like those battles, took a long time—at least an yeah. hour for each of them. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. But they, you know, they took a long time in, in Awakening too. And yeah. I don't know if that was like something that, like, like I don't know well, if it's if like Birthright or whatever is going to be like different. For <coughs> me, for me, it makes sense. Like it, like especially with Awakening, I, I can't really say the same thing for Conquest because I didn't really try it out that way. Awakening's battles worked out really well. That while I was on the bus, by the time my bus ride was over, my battle was over and I was hmm. good to go. Um. The, the battles seemed like they were the, about the same length as Awakening. Uh, they're they're just long. They take a lot of time and uh, they're, they're yeah and like thought. Um, yeah, they're still but they're they're, they're especially they're, if you're anything like me and one of your like characters get killed, you gotta start the whole fight over again. Yeah, no, I hated that because I'd like like because certain characters just work better with each other, right? And then yeah. <clears throat> you 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 make that one move and you forget to do something like and they get killed. Sh- yeah, yeah, and then like uh, you, yeah. you, you're like. You're like start the forty five minutes into this battle, and start I don't want to do it. Thing over. <laughs> take a take, take a sleep, sleep it <laughs> off, and then yeah. start over fresh in the morning. Oh man, there's a uh, my roommates heard me like screaming that whole like weekend. <laughs> I was reviewing that game. I, I had several just like mental episodes where like Jeez. screaming into a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like that. <laughs> Good old Fire Emblem. And the thing is, too, like, you can see it all going downhill. Like, you make that one wrong move, and you're like, oh, oh no. And man. then you just see all the enemies closing in on that one <laughs> mistake you made. No. <laughs> Crap. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, what have you been playing? Uh, well, uh, I played Rainbow Moon way back when, and that sucked. It was like, it felt like, like the kind of game, like, JRPG semi open world thing that you would find on like a free to play like browser thing, except it okay. was a real thing and it cost money. Um, I've seen trailers for it, it looked so good. What it's happened? So bad. So, um, story wise, it's it's really weak. It's just like you know, you're not really given any real context to like anything. You're like this guy, Baldrin, he gets pushed into a portal by some his nemesis, he's never given a name at any point, and um. You wind up in this in this new world, although you start in this world and the portal's right behind you. So I don't know why. And it's like it looks like it's like it's not like it's dead. It's got a, like a little like wavy portal thing behind. So why doesn't he doesn't just go back through the portal? I'll never understand. So it's you know it just boils down to the thing where it's like it's very bog standard. Like it feels kind of MMOy in that way. Like it's like oh I'll do this for you, but first you need to go to the dungeon and get this for me, and then bring that to this guy, and he'll give you this thing, and then you can bring that thing back to me, and then I'll give you something else, and like, and then you, like, so it's like, you know, it, it could have just been a very basic RPG and whatever. Then you get into the combat, and the combat is trying to be, like, Fire Emblem in that way that you get, like, a big arena, and you have to, like, move around and, you know, sort of, I guess, strategize your attacks. But the battle arenas are generally wide open. There's not like there's anything you need to navigate around to, like, 
flank enemies or set up like different like strategic advantages for yourself and like naturally for me when i started the game you're one person by yourself and you're usually put up against like eight different enemies so it's you start off at a natural disadvantage then the movement system was absolute bull crap like because it does that thing where it's in like sort of like isometric view but all the buttons are like different depending on when you're where you're facing so it's like if you're facing like to the left like up becomes right down becomes like left right becomes down like so like intuitively you want to press down to move down but you end up moving like to the left then they give you this like sub turn thing where it was like okay you can have two turns now and it's like they made a big deal about it whatever um and i thought that was actually like at first i was like okay this is good now you're giving me a bit of a strategic advantage over all these enemies i'm fighting right so like it's sort of equally matched yeah no you end up fighting humans like five seconds later and they all have subturns too so like when you end up fighting like a group of eight different humans against one of you they all get to like move in on you and hit you twice and you can only hit them like only one person twice so you end up just getting your ass kicked like it's just, it's really boring. It's really derivative. There's nothing, like, interesting about it. Like, it's really, like, animation-wise, it's janky. It doesn't look good. Like, it looks like 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 pre-bought Unity assets. Like, they're not, but, yeah. you know, it, that's the way it looks. And then, like, yeah, like, navigating around the world, it's, like, really linear. It, it's supposed to feel like an open world, but you can tell it's not. Um and it's just there's just not much that was like I got really tired of it really fast like especially like even like the even the just like basic things like the way you operate menus like you know you go to move and then you think like if you're using one of your sub turns that that would just naturally like end that turn and like let you go to the new one but it like keeps you locked in yeah. the movement thing so you have to like press back and then scroll back up to go to the attacks and do, like so you end up like either making mistakes and just like moving off this like moving off in a random direction because you were like trying to go back to getting your attack or like you know just stupid bullcrap like that and it just it ended up boiling down to something that but like really isn't very original and just isn't fun. Yeah. Um, then, uh, mm. then I got uh, Return to Papalakaris, which was pretty neat. Um, I like that name. It's a story of seasons. Uh, mm. So I'm not sure to what degree you are aware of uh, story of seasons. Oh yeah, no, that's the Harvest Moon. The oh, Harvest you Moon got that team. game. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I wanted it, and I was like, I was like reaching out to XC to give us a code. Then yeah. Brendan just like, oh yeah, I got a code from like four weeks ago. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> just buried in his email. <laughs> so that was a cool thing. Um, yeah, and so and for any listeners who aren't aware, so basically the guys who made Harvest Moon ended up leaving Natsum. Natsum still owns the rights like, and the license to Harvest Moon, so they're still making Harvest Moon games. But the original team who made um, Harvest Moon are now part of this like company called yeah. story of seasons yeah, yeah. so they made story of seasons and this is the story of seasons like basically it's rune factory um turn-based rpgs I played the, the last one it's it's a fun game yeah it's really cool and this is made so, so this is the funny thing is that they kind of did the exact same thing almost that that um that rainbow moon did where it's like when you start a battle you have like that open arena and it's like it's like semi turn-based but the big difference when you go to move your character he moves in the goddamn direction (laughs) that you point him in like it's not hard and then and they did the smart thing of mapping move and attack to the same like menu icon so like once you move and you're near an enemy you can just like naturally press a and attack them the farming is weird because it's there but it doesn't feel like a real 
Harvest Moon game. There's no like day to night transitions. There's yeah. no like months or anything like that. So you can just like plant crops and they just sort of like grow on their own. It's kind of like they just felt like it's, it's it, it had to be there, to right? Be yeah. There, yeah. So, but it, it, it you know it makes sense in the, in the context of the story because the sort of idea is that like you're in this world now, like you got kicked out of your world. It's like, all like different dimensions and stuff. Yeah. So this like evil. Uh, empress comes over she kicks you out of your world and her world is like half dead because some like evil entity like drains all the life from the land and stuff so like you're like farming and trying to cultivate the land to like return it to its form of glory right okay. and that sort of helps the land so, so it makes sense story-wise is this a sequel or is this like an expansion it's like uh I'd say an expansion like yeah. it's a totally different thing like it's not related to like Rune Factory or anything like that and No, in I'm that saying like is, is is or this like, cuz um, cuz Story of Seasons Story of Seasons came yeah, out no. like last year, right? Yeah, no, this is a totally different like totally okay. offshoot kind of thing. It's just it's just the way that like the way that Rune Factory was called a Fantasy Harvest Moon, this yeah. is just like a Story of Seasons uh fairy tale basically. So it's more oh, or less okay. the same thing. And uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's really cute, it's really fun, like it's 90% um like almost all the dialogue is uh is voiced and there's like options between like english and two different uh versions of japanese like voicing the characters differently for some reason so oh, cool. it's neat that way um a lot of like animated cutscenes that end up being really adorable and it's just got that really like nice aesthetic to it um yeah i'm uh i should have a review for that up like within a week or something because cool and lastly i've been been playing um samurai warriors 4 empires that was a fun one i haven't played samurai warriors since back on my playstation 2 days that okay. was one of my like risky rentals where it's just like the placing that's such a robust library you just good. yeah you yeah. just pick one up you know it's got the word samurai and warriors in it why not um my god is it like hard now <laughs> i thought i was gonna sit down for some fun like hyrule warriors hack em up adventure times and there's all these freaking rules everywhere you gotta like build a castle and you gotta manage it and you got your diamo and he's got like freaking strategists and people and policy makers and you gotta like manage your empire then you gotta go into like the battle sequence and take over so it's basically like risk set in feudal japan mixed with samurai warriors combat and it's really fun it's just it's kind of it was like hard to get into it at first and it sucks because that thing is like where it's like you lose a battle and it like you really feel the consequences of it and you'll like lose money you'll lose like your reputation and it makes like conquering other lands like even harder so my advice to anyone uh, don't do what i did i got stuck because there's a make a character option and i got stuck in that for like two hours <laughs> and then you end up making a character and they suck balls in the actual game every time i use them i die in three seconds like basic enemies that are the cannon fodder ones just end up murdering you it's ridiculous but yeah, no, that's what I've been up to. It's uh, been a good that time. Sounds fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. You, play you play anything? Yeah, actually, I finally got um, uh, it, Jason Leatherface, Alien and Predator, and Mortal Kombat. Um, so I've been playing that pretty extensively. Oh, yeah? How are they? A blast. So much fun. I mean, I've wanted a horror movie fighting game since the 90s, and this is close. How does the yeah. Xenomorph handle? Because he looked a lot like Baraka. Amazing. He's a vicious warrior. Nice. He's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's almost unfair at times. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, Leatherface Chainsaw is just as good as you. No, I, the whole thing was great. In fact, it made me hope, because since NetherRealms also did that DC fighting game, that perhaps them getting the rights... It's like a testing ground to maybe do a horror fighting game. That'd be cool. I would love it. And I mean, like, because I was thinking about it, they they have Freddy already. They clearly have. They obviously have Jason and Leatherface and and uh, 
and uh, Alien, Alien and Predator. Like, how much could it really cost to get the rights to the other ones? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I can't Especially for a video much. game. Like, there's no way, like, you know, like, they're making direct-to-video Hellraiser sequels. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like, it can't cost just much just to get, get the rights for Pinhead or Chucky or... Oh, Chuck would be super uh, unfair. He'd be like three feet tall. The tall man from Phantasm, Ash from Evil Dead, uh, Maniac Cop, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I really hope. Because it's just, it's. Well, do you think it might have something to do with WB publishing the the game? Totally, except for the fact that um, all four of the characters they released this time, no, sorry, three of the four characters they released at the time, they don't have the rights to. Oh, okay. So I they paid, they paid, yeah, no, a- Alien and Predator are both at Fox. Okay. And uh, Jason is Paramount again. They had, Warner Brothers had it for a while, but not when this game who, came out. Who owns, like, Hellraiser? Hellraiser is, I guess the wine scenes probably have it right now, and they couldn't be asking for much for, like, like I was just thinking, right. like, <clears throat> maybe the studio that owns them has, like, a games division or whatever. Well, that's something. the thing, not really. And I mean, like, and, and, it, the property's just like I, I think everyone would view it as a way to reinvigorate the properties more than anything else. Like it's not like oh, yeah. this would have been different like 10, 15 years ago. Sure, people would think like, well, we could make our own game, but at this point, like you know, slashers aren't like they're iconic, but they're not they're currently not, making big products. Yeah, they're yeah. not popular. Right yeah, now. so th- I think it, yeah. So I I hope. I hope that I mean like I'm assuming this is just because Freddy did well last time they put in a few more horror characters this time, but I'm hoping in my heart of hearts another realms is building the horror get, like, movie fighting game that we all that we all really want. <laughs> yeah, get them all. Get Frankenstein, Dracula, the Mummy, Werewolf, yeah. everyone, Swamp the whole gang. <laughs> I'd be all right, yeah, yeah I would love I would, it. I'd play it. I would love it. I'd love every second of it. But these four characters are a nice uh, starting point, and even if this is all I get, I never thought I'd get this. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, I'll yeah, it. it's good enough, right? It's all you need. Oh, to have Leatherface fight the alien, it was amazing. It was a dream. literally Jason, a dream. Man. Literally a dream. That's why it does. Through. It still doesn't make sense to me that they didn't just buckle down and put Freddy in there because it's like you got Leatherface fighting Jason. Why not just have live out your fantasies? Jason versus Freddy. It's weird because they have Freddy. Like right? Freddy's the one they never get the right suit. That's what makes me think they might be working on. One. They're probably gonna bring him out. Yeah, again. I think. Well, I think no, I think they're working on a horror fighting game. Oh yeah, I really do. Well, you know, because yeah, because they because well, they they would have to have like the code left over right from the last one. So if yeah, they, it's if the they same were bringing the DC over, one used the same engine, yeah, the same design. So it's so just, just like the again. minor differences between like this Mortal Kombat, like the different like stances mm-hmm. and different things that they had to. So maybe they're just like maybe they are gonna bring him out. I'd hope so. Point. I think it'd be really smart. I think they'd make a bunch of money off it. I think people would love it. Listen to Warner Brothers. That one's free. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Stop giving away those free uh, tips to companies. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm never going to make them. it. <laughs> so yeah. I have no problem giving that away. They need it, man. They need it more than we do. But that, I think, is all the time we have for today. So thank you to my lovely beautiful friends who join me on these podcasts. Goodbye. Farewell. <laughs> so if you want to check out more from us, you can check us out at cgmagonline.com. Phil's movie review of 10 Cloverfield Lane will be up tonight or tomorrow, last night, whatever, whenever this goes out. Mm-hmm. If you want to check us out on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash comics gaming magazine. You can check us out on Google plus google.com plus slash plus sign cg mag online you can also check us out at twitter at cg mag online 
I'm also on Twitter at NinjaJordan underscore, and you can also check me out at Ninja Reviews on YouTube. I'm going to play a really weird MC Escher Salvador Dolly game tonight, and it's going to be really fun. Cody, where are you? I am at Cody underscore Orm on that Twitter. It? You just you looked a little you looked a little like scared there for a well, second. Well, I was going to also say, don't forget to use the hashtag Get Well oh, Melanie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's yeah, yeah promote yeah, yeah. it. Hashtag Absolutely. Get Get Well Mel. Don't yeah, Get Well Mel. Yeah, you originally said Get Better Mel, but I feel like that insinuates we're trying to replace Melanie. We're starting that. And like we said, if you get a better Mel, if you if you get this hashtag popular, let's say if we get like. I don't know if you start the hashtag and it takes off, we will send you two copies of San Andreas. On two Blu-ray. copies. Yeah, no, that, that is that is a Phil Brown That's guarantee. Promise. That's a promise. <laughs> He's got a stack of them at home. He doesn't need them. It's a real promise. <laughs> Phil, what's your Twitter? At that Phil Brown. All right, make sure we you tweet out to all of us. Hashtag Get Well Mel. Mm-hmm. So from all of us here at CG Mag, goodbye.